organization, devotees solely engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, never fear any condition of life. For them, the heavenly planets, liberation, and the hellish planets are all the same, for such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. Parvati might naturally have inquired how devotees become so exalted. Therefore, this verse explains that they are Narayana para, simply dependent on Narayana. They do not find reverses in life because in the service of Narayana, they have learned to tolerate whatever hardships there may be. They do not care whether they are in heaven or in hell. They simply engage in the service of the Lord. This is their excellence. They are favorably engaged in the service of the Lord and therefore they are excellent. By using the word Pritya Prityanam, Lord Shiva pointed out that although Chitraketu provided one example of tolerance and excellence, all the devotees who have taken shelter of the Lord as eternal servants are glorious. They have no eagerness to be happy by being placed in the heavenly planets, becoming liberated or becoming one with Brahman, the supreme effulgence. These benefits do not appeal to their minds, they are simply interested in giving direct service to the Lord. Om Jnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Sharakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guru Venamaha This is a well-known verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada often used to quote this. You can put it here. Can you put it here? This is also quoted by Chaitanya Mahatma and Sri Chaitanya Chaitanya because by giving uh, an example, it demonstrates what are the extraordinary qualities of devotees. Lord Shiva himself is known as the topmost devotee. What is that? In the list of the list of things which are great. Uh, the list is given that among Vaishnavas, Lord Shandra is considered great. The Ganga is given as great among rivers. Varanasi is given as great among holy places. So Lord Shiva is given as great among Vaishnavas. Now the situation has come that. Parvati has cursed Chitrakuta. There is Ashivad and Abhishad, blessing and curse. Those who are powerful, they have the power to bless and to curse. That means that simply by the power of their desire, the course of another person's life can change. One blesses when one wants to favor someone else and curses when he wants them to experience some distress. And actually those who are powerful, they have the power to do this. It's not simply that they say, but it actually happens. Now, cursing means to desire that a person suffers some distress. Now, we wouldn't expect that a great personality would desire others to have distress. However, we find in the Vedic literature there are so many examples of cursing and counter-cursing. Vishishta and Vishwamitra, they were fighting and cursed each other to become birds and they went on fighting as birds. 
generally Vaishnavas don't curse. Because as mentioned here, the Vaishnavas themselves are equipoids of Samabhuti, their intelligence is calm. And even more importantly, they don't wish any harm to others. Even if someone acts badly towards them, they don't feel malice towards others. That is the symptom of a Vaishnava. It's very difficult. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Tolerate physical things. Like a tree. A tree has to tolerate heat, cold, rain. Little birds will come and make holes and make their nest in there. Can you imagine if some creature came and cut something out of your back and made his nest in there? <laughs> And uh, men also come and cut the tree, or maybe they carve something in the tree that Deepu loves Rinku or something. <laughs> but the tree simply tolerates, doesn't protest, and continues to give benefit to others by giving food shade and so on and so So it's not expected that uh, a Vaishnava would curse others or wish them bad. But sometimes they may do also. Not that they wish them bad, but they desire that they be taught a lesson for their benefit. Just like if you see a mother scolding her child, you don't think that the mother hates the child. But even though the child is crying, but you can understand that the mother is scolding the child to teach him for his benefit. There are many modern ideas of how to bring up children. Don't punish them, be nice to them. But they grow up to be uh, monsters. Because in childhood their senses are unrestrained and unless they're trained to control themselves and behave properly in childhood, then they're not going to learn when they're older. A child is untrained, he doesn't know, so he may just walk up to someone and slap them like this, some other child. You have to be punished and taught this, he's not proper. Otherwise, when they're 20 years old, they'll still do the same thing. They'll walk up to someone and just slap them, and have that habit. So here is a relation of the Supreme Mother, the Mamba, Mataji, so many names of the Mother, it's in the material world, she's the mother of all the conditioned souls. In Gita, Krishna says, Aham Bijapada Pita, I am the sleep giving father of all living entities in the material world. But actually that function is done on, on behalf of Krishna by Lord Shiva. That's why generally in this material world, people that they worship Parvati as a mother and give it in another. Ambika, Amba, Sometimes people ask, well, why don't we call Radharani like that? People ask, why don't we call Radharani as mother? So actually she is. You'll find in the Radha Sahasranam that these names are also there, Amba, Ambika, meaning mother. But we don't generally to her like that because her role is particularly as being the lover of Krishna. So we don't describe any other role to her. So here we see the Supreme Mother of the living entities in the universe is cursing Chitra And she addresses him, Tata, just like the son. 
So we understand that her curse is not motivated by malice. But she told him that because you are misbehaving, you should be punished in such a way that you won't do such a thing again. What is surprising about this incident is not so much that Chitraketu is cursed as how he accepts the curse. There, as I was saying, there are many instances of cursing in the Vedic literature. There are many instances of cursing in the Vedic literature. And usually those who are cursed react in one of two ways. Either if they're powerful enough, they counter-curse those who curse them. Or if they're not powerful enough, they beg for mercy and say, please release me from this. In which case, though, the, who has given the curse, they usually won't withdraw it completely, but they'll modify it. They'll make some adjustments. There are so many instances. Just like when Gautam Rishi cursed Indra, you should have vaginas all over your body and say, oh, you And then, sorry, can't you lift the curse at all? They have eyes all over your body. And why he got cursed? Because of associating with his wife, Anahuya. So she got cursed to become stone. But the concession for her was that when Lord Ram comes, he will liberate her. So you see, a Chitrapita, he didn't try to counter curse. He didn't beg for any mercy. He said, okay. By his tolerance, he actually defeated Parvati. Just like Pallad Maharaj, he defeated Hiranyakashi. I discussed this last time I was here. One or two times. How Pallad defeated Hiranyakashi? That all the soldiers of the demigods, by their power, they could not defeat the Hiranyakashi. But Prahlad Maharaj, simply by tolerating him, defeated him. Because Hiranyakashi couldn't do anything to him. He dominated the universe by, by inspiring fear in others. But Prahlad was not afraid. You can't control persons who are not afraid of him. That is law that is the law in the material world. That's why in the you find in the Christian and Muslim religion it's based on fear. In Islam and Christianity it's based on fear. You say if you don't believe in Allah or if you don't believe in Jesus, you burn in hell forever. One young boy came to me he was a Christian, he wanted to become a devotee Christian, so that his pastor told him, the devil will attack you, you'll fail your exams, you'll get all kinds of diseases. So in the material world, control is by fear, but in spiritual existence, control is by love. And even Krishna himself, who controls everything, he is controlled by love. So a devotee cannot be controlled by anyone in the material world. He only agrees to be controlled by Krishna. That's it. He, he, he cannot, he, he doesn't become afraid. Then, here it said that a devotee is not afraid even of going to hell. Now, does that mean uh, he wouldn't suffer if he went there? Certainly, there would be suffering. But a devotee, by his power of tolerance, he is not affected by this. Because he's so much absorbed in thoughts of his worship of Lord, and he's uh, so much absorbed in serving the Lord, that he doesn't consider difficulties to, they don't crush him, difficulties don't 
He simply takes it as the mercy of the Lord. Now, often people say to us when they're coming to Krishna consciousness, then their friends say to them, oh, you have to be very careful. You may get many difficult things. And people ask us, well, what should we say to people that they say to us? And we say that, yes, you may get many difficulties by taking the Krishna consciousness. If we say this, then many people, they'll run away. They won't want to take it. Because mostly people think that religion is a process by which you find out some God. They have no idea who is that. You can say some God who would bless you to have material. So people are having difficulties and they go to Dr. Treya, they go to Ganesh, or they, and they go to Sai Baba, and, and it's like a lottery. And then when their luck changes, maybe they hit on Jesus and they become a Christian. And at some point in time, their karma is going to change, and whichever one they were on, they say, that must be God. At some point in time, their luck will change, and whichever God they were worshipping at that time, they say, oh, this must be the one. And people think that the function of God is to bless you so that you have a comfortable life and lots of money. But actually, if we take to Krishna consciousness, definitely will have many If you're at home, even if the whole family takes to Krishna consciousness, everyone says, oh, they're very strange people. And you won't have any taste for becoming a material success. How many people accuse us? You spoiled my son's career. We spent so money, we spent we spent so much money, we spent so many years to make him a doctor and now he's just chanting Hare Krishna. What a waste of time. So one way or another you'll get difficulties by taking to Krishna. But a devotee has so much attachment to the lotus feet of Krishna, he's ready to go to hell and come out the other side of Krishna's church. And a devotee feels that if I'm getting some difficulty, actually I'm so sinful, I should have much worse. But Krishna is so kind, he's only giving me a small amount of the with much worse punishment than I deserve. In this way, a devotee, he, he becomes extraordinary. We see some people, if they get a little cut on their finger, they run after the doctor. If they feel a little pain in their stomach, immediately they get a million dollars. There's so much, they become distressed over such a little thing. But a devotee, even in apparently great distress, he simply tolerates. He understands it is all the plan of Krishna. Just like Prabhupada one time in his like he got a telegram that your whole business has been looted by your servant. Prabhupada simply laughed. He quoted this verse from Bhagavatam. Krishna says, Who I give my mercy to, I take it as anybody. So only a devotee can react like that. There are so many cases that, that was famous. I think it was 1923, there was the Wall Street crash. Something like that, 1923. In which uh, overnight, so many investors, their stocks, which worth thousands of millions of dollars, became nothing. Nearly the Wall Street crash, people didn't lose their money. Overnight, everyone lost. So in Manhattan, there was a sound. Boop, boop. There's a sound. That was all the that was the sound of the bodies coming down from the hundredth story of the skyscraper buildings. So many people committed suicide. They were sitting in their office and they got the phone call and the news that everything you had is lost. Their life investment, everything lost. So they they thought, well, instead of walking out of the room through the door, I'll go through the window. <laughs> 
So how about the same information because of their firm attachment to Krishna, they're not attached to anything of this material world. But only devotees can understand this. Because I've been only about it, then here, the Lord, he had so much opulence, but he rejected it all, his father's wealth. They say, well, you know, why didn't he compromise with his father? Why was he just a stubborn child? His father didn't ask very much. He just wanted him to study at school, that's all. He was just a bad boy and didn't follow his father's instruction to study at school. The same way people can't understand. We, we bring young men out of their homes and we say, why don't you let him just live a normal life? Why are you spoiling his life? People who say that, they're totally miserable and in anxiety in their material life. But they're thinking, why are you depriving my son or my brother of this opportunity to also be in anxiety like me? You see these devotees, they're chanting and dancing, they're so, they look so happy, they must be mentally disturbed. See, they should be normal, full of anxieties and depressed. And so, I mean, even if you are, even if it's accepted that you're mentally disturbed, what's better to be mentally disturbed and happy or just so-called normal and miserable? But actually devotees are not mentally disturbed. They're, it's not that they're sentimentally happy, but they're very strong in their determination. And the devotee's happiness is not the happiness of some fool. In modern age, they can see the TV, I don't see TV, cinema, all these things. So the TV stars, they'll be dancing, smiling. They're not actually happy, but they're being paid to smile, so they can actually smile. And in the drama, they have to look happy at certain points, so they look happy. And in the advertisement, they have to look happy, just like drinking thumbs up or Pepsi or whatever, they have to smile to sell, to sell the product. But they're not actually happy. This happiness of fools, this disco of dancing and so But the devotee's happiness is very deep and very real. And that becomes apparent when he remains happy even in a situation where no one else would be happy. No one can imagine that if you're cursed to go to hell or to become a demon, then you're going to become happy. But the devotee, you ever see Chichuvet, you think, well, as long as I can remember Krishna, then what does it matter? <laughs> so uh, another reason Krishna puts his devotees into difficulties is to demonstrate to others the qualities of devotees. The greatness of a personality cannot be demonstrated unless there's some situation to do so. Just like uh, Hanuman, he was a leader among the monkeys. And he was a minister, he was considered very wise. But his great powers and his uh, great qualities and his great devotion did not become apparent until he became the assistant of Lord Ram in punishing Ravana. I didn't say that, I'm making it up. Anyway, it's not incorrect, but it's better to just say what I said. Similarly, you see, no one knew that Prabhupada was a great devotee, except Krishna. Nice devotee, Abhay Babu. Then he was living in Vrindavan and 
there are strange, there's so many sadhus, this one is so strange, he's always over going back to Delhi and printing things, a little bit strange. But anyway, he's a sadhu. Nice man. Serious sadhu. so many sadhus in the world. Um, people knew him, this Abhai Charande, who was living there, and they all took him very seriously. And he went to America and undertook so many difficulties and converted the lecture, Atim lecture to Krishna consciousness. Then some people started to understand, oh, this is a special devotee. It wasn't easy for Prabhupada. Actually, devotees who are coming now to Krishna consciousness, they don't realize how difficult it was to preach in the beginning. I joined this movement, or I was allowed to join in 1975. When I, when his son was nine years old. But it was still very much a new movement, very new still. And it was a, a very great struggle actually to preach. Now, very few people had, very few people accepted either, even, even in India, what, um, what is speaking in the West. More people had bad feelings towards it in good. I would say in the West, most people, well, they didn't care about it or they thought of it as something not very good. And in India, many people thought it was good, but they're also distrustful. So, the early days was actually very difficult to preach. And you can't imagine how Prabhupada himself, that he came to the West where no one knew anything about it. In the Western countries, the name of Krishna was known by a few university professors. And a few Indians who were there at that time, who had gone there to forget their culture, they were all easy to That's described in Rabbani Lamata that uh, some of his disciples brought a picture of Hanuman. They got it from some Indian shop. It was, those things were very rare in the West in those days. So they showed Prabhupada, Prabhupada offered his respects. And one of them asked, oh, Prabhupada, what is it? Is it a cat? <laughs> See, everyone in India, even the Muslims, they, they, know, they know something about Hanuman. But in the Western countries, they were so ignorant of all these things that someone they saw a picture of Hanuman and asked, is it a cat? <laughs> Absolutely no idea of any culture. Even the Ravi Shankar, the sitar player, he was, he was complaining that, you see, when you come here and you try and teach the people and they sit on the floor with their feet pointing out of you. They're sick with their feet pointing out at you, at, at the guru. They have no idea, even the most basic point of Vedic culture, what to speak of understanding the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. That was the time of the so-called sexual revolution in the Western countries, which is going on in India now, 40 years later, in which they threw out all the old restrictions that you shouldn't have sex before marriage and after marriage you should only stick with your wife. But the, the sexual revolution is you have sex with everything that you can see that moves. No rules. Grab it, use it. So Prabhupada was preaching no other success. And Prabhupada was teaching Bhagavad Gita that Arjuna didn't want to fight. Krishna is telling him, you must fight. 
This is in America at the time of the absolute revulsion and protest against America's fighting in Vietnam. So from the material point of view, it was impossible that Prabhupada could make anyone a devotee of Krishna. Prabhupada said, I thought when I told him all these things, he'd say, Swamiji, it's very nice you visited America, it's time for you to go back. But uh, Prabhupada went through so many difficulties and gradually, slowly, he made some people some difficulties. Now, if he had just gone to America and then the whole American population fell at his feet, then how would it be shown what is his dedication to Krishna? He undertook so many difficulties, that shows what is his devotion to Krishna. Now there are so many devotees all over the world, some sannyasis, Gauriya sannyasis come to India and say, actually Bhaktivedanta Swami didn't teach you properly, I'll teach you better. You see, you have to learn about all the intimate praying grass and I'll, I'll bring you to a higher level. Prabhupada told his disciples, go out and preach, take your books, preach, take my books. That is practical service to the Parampara. Anyone can sit around and talk about the gopis. And how to follow in the footsteps of and serve the gopis. Why are the gopis the greatest devotees? Because they sacrificed everything. Krishna. So that can be seen who is following in the footsteps of the gopis, who is sacrificing everything to Krishna. So this verse says that the devotee is prepared to go to hell or heaven. And in the course of preaching Krishna consciousness, just like that also, sometimes people will receive you very nicely. Sometimes a preacher will be lodged in an opulent apartment. And sometimes a preacher will be insulted. Sometimes he may have some rock broken down place to stay, or sometimes no place at all. But who's actually dedicated to preaching, he doesn't think, well, let me go to the place where I'll get nice meals and nice facilities. Then he's not a preacher, he's a leecher. <laughs> not a preacher, a leecher. leecher is that uh, that Leech. comes and sucks your blood. Be prepared. Just like in the army, they teach you. Be prepared for anything. You must be prepared to do anything. For your country, you must be prepared to sacrifice. If you think, well, I'll only enjoy, I'll only go to fight if they send me in an air-conditioned tank. <laughs> and the Americans, they are air-conditioned tanks. With uh, orange juice. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't fight. Then you're not a dedicated soldier. The body must be prepared to undertake all the difficulties in the service of Krishna. Recently I got a letter from Hyderabad. The devotees were saying, well, it's so hot now, we're just going, only going up and book distribution for two hours every day. So I wrote back that in the, in the summer it's too hot, in the winter it's too cold, and in the rainy season it's too wet. <laughs> Maya will always give some excuse. In the meantime, everyone is going to help. Don't worry about books. So, you see, the, the rickshaw owners and the, everyone, they're doing their work, they don't say it's too hot, they have to go on with their work. Because they feel, oh, I have some responsibility to maintain my family, 
in another story, this long time in Germany, there were yeah, some devotees that was very extremely cold and snowing, and they thought, well, maybe today we won't have a distribution. They call us Snow is a word that you know, and you don't know what snow is. You don't know the word. What's the word? Manchu? Manchu, Manchu. It's called Mist or Walk. Yeah. No, no, no. That's completely different to Mist. You say, Him is the word. Him. That's the answer. So, uh, they thought, okay. And then they, they heard this noise. The men were drilling the road with this rheumatic drill. Another one? They started using the Indian noise. They saw the men were out digging the road, bending the road. So they thought, well, if they can do it for Maya, then we should do ourselves that's operation. And this way one becomes Narayana or one becomes attached to Krishna. It's good to take the devotees in Krishna's service. In material existence, everyone is trying to find a comfortable situation. Of course they never find it, but they're always trying to get it. But the devotee, he doesn't try to make a situation in which he's comfortable, but he just does the service. Of course he's not totally impractical. With the light bulb, burns out in his throat, he doesn't think, okay, I'll just tolerate it. He gets another one, he gets a new one. If the light bulb in his room burns out, he doesn't think, well, I'll just tolerate it and stay in the darkness. But he gets another one and puts it in. But it's not that he, his motive or he, he spends all his time simply trying to adjust the situation. But he's prepared to serve Krishna. Sometimes we think, when can the obstacles be removed to preaching? Well, there will always be obstacles to preaching. If there are no obstacles, then everyone will just become Christian conscious and then they all go back to God. So many obstacles. If you're going to take on a life of a preacher, you have to expect a life full of difficulties. They may or they may be fantastic issues. Shayamsi Bhavidnani. That's how you say it. If you want to do anything auspicious, anything good, you'll find there are so many, many, many obstacles. It's a well known thing. Shayamsi Bhavidnani. Yeah. It's a well known thing in India. You all know that thing? Yeah. You know that from your house? You know that? Yeah. 